It is 12.42. I'm on Southern Cross Avenue in Bedfordshire. I'm sitting in my car recording this from a building site. My name's Levi Scalacci, and this is an insight to what I go through on a day-to-day, monthly, sometimes weekly basis, of a collective of what goes on behind the scenes and what I'm going to do and what it takes to get that million. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a start. So really, it's just an insight and behind the scenes of what really goes on for someone who's, I'm, I'm not going to say trying to be successful, who's going to be successful. And this is definitely for me to reminisce and look on my future son Montel to listen to and understand that life wasn't always easy but we're out here making a difference on the day on a daily basis if you're listening to this one day son everything I do is for you I love you so I'm 27 if I haven't said that already I live in Bedfordshire and I grew up in East London when I was young, I wanted to be a footballer, like most boys. I played at a Sunday league team called Cowley Boys. I was scouted by a scout called Michael Carnegie, who I believe is head of recruitment at Liverpool Football Club now. And I was with West Ham's development. <clears throat> I went to school in Forest Gate. Good times. Uh, a lot of my friends are from Forest Gate or Stratford that I grew up with. And eventually we moved to Milton Keynes, where... I met friends that are my brothers and those are people that I hold very dear to me. They know who they are. So with this podcast, it's about someone who's going through their life after 27 years of knowing what ups and downs are, rights and wrongs, made million mistakes. But now, this is the first time in my life where I feel like I've got the knowledge and the control to change everything around. So, I've been in Milton Keynes for just over seven years. And I went to prison, which was annoying, for... A conspiracy that was a wrong time, wrong place. And you hear that a lot, but a lot of people that know me know that I was hard done by that respect. But I didn't let it bother me. I spent three, three and a half years in in jail. Um, for me, it was a big learning curve. It was time to reinvent myself. It was time to be a man and really, really knuckle down. So instead of crying and bitching about it, and fold and think my life's over. I overcame adversity and I decided to do something about it. I decided to work my ass off. I decided to go to the gym, eat clean. I decided to read every book that I could read that I thought would be beneficial to any sort of social situation I was in. Like books by Warren Buffett, Napoleon Hill, Robert Greene, some serious, serious books. And eventually I got out. 
after getting out and I will do a podcast on what life was like in prison because I'm pretty sure I'll get so many questions after getting out I've opened my own business LV Plumbing Limited I've kept to the routine of going to the gym and most of all I'm so appreciative of every single day whether it rains, snows a bad day is not as bad as a day was in there having choice, having a choice is better than having no choice at all and I really mean that and I hold that so close to everything I believe in so I just want to talk about influences today and things that make me tick or could make you tick. And a lot of people look at books for inspiration. Um, a lot of people look at TV shows, series. There's, you can find inspiration in anything. It could be from your family, it could be friends, it could be internet, entertainment, whatever it is. So. I read books to start off with and books for me were, it opened your mind, uh, allowed you to adapt to any sort of social situation you were in and you could determine what sort of social situation you were in. However, it's very difficult to, whilst you're in that situation, to then recollect the knowledge that you know because it's a habit of not doing that in the first place. So for instance, if if a book tells me, I'll put this into perspective, right? So I read a book called The 16 Laws of Success and it's very similar to Think and Grow Rich. It's by Napoleon Hill. And um, it's quite a famous book, Think and Grow Rich. And it tells you about leadership. It tells you about uh, intuition. It tells you about imagination. Basically things that will help you succeed in life and just your daily occurrence of events. Now, I was in a situation where I didn't use my imagination at the, at that moment of time. And it was whilst I was in prison, um, actually completing my level two plumbing course, I was doing my last exam where I had to fit a bath and a sink. And if I used my imagination at that time, within that moment, I would have done that job a bit more effective. And something that sits well with me, something that sits quite firm with imagination was, in this book, it simply said, to use your imagination is to take old ideas, right, and reinvent them into new ones. So what that meant was take the principles of everything that is efficient and works in its old form and reinvent it into something new. So if I knew that at the time, I would have been able to complete that job a bit quicker but because my head went completely mush at the time due to overthinking and being under pressure to complete a unit I did complete it but I completed it with more stress than I normally would um it just I just had to reinvent an old idea really so within that moment of time I didn't think about that social situation but out of habit you do things that you would normally do. Most people get stressed out. So by habit, they'll stay stressed. Um, so with books, I, I believe they're, they're great, but it's more about your perception towards what you're reading, how you're feeling in that moment of time. What possibly that means to you will not mean the same to someone else, if you're with me. So 
I use people, I use experiences. I, you should always profit from others' mistakes. And what I mean by that is if someone has done something before you, learn from it. Do not be ignorant to think that because that person's doing something. For instance, if I decide to open up a shop tomorrow and I open up in the wrong location, you've profited from my mistake because you now know out of the expense of not doing it out of your own pocket because it didn't cost you, it cost me financially, you now know to profit off my mistake and not open it in that same area. I hope I've explained that quite clearly. Um, Anyway, so the people I learn off and the things that influence me to think and operate in a certain way in business, in a business world, are two friends of mine that I look up to uh, who are a bit older to me, a bit older than me. Not that much old, but two people. One's called Niall Williams and the other's called Mark Gavin Jacobs. Now, Niall is a very successful sports massage therapist and um, he's going to probably get big-headed from me saying this, but he's easily the best in Milton Keynes and I still haven't been to see him (laughs) but I see you bro and I love what you're doing so Niall was one of the people that I first met I met Niall through football and Niall taught me how to hustle Niall taught me about maintaining uh, taught me how to be personable taught me how to be you know customer focused management skills time don't be late tell the truth, be honest. If you can't do something, don't say you can do something. And I never got it till I got older. Being young, you think you know a lot, but the real the realness of that actual comment of knowing is a wise man knows he knows nothing at all and there's always something that you can learn. So where 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 that sort of sat with me in my early days was I didn't appreciate it then, but I appreciate it now. And now someone that, for me, is almost the TTP, the total package, where it's not to brown nose anyone. It's, for me, it's always better to observe someone that's just like you. I'm not saying don't observe someone that's not like you, but... It gives a be- a greater self-belief that you can do it also. It allows you to not think too much. It allows you to understand, okay, well, they're just like me. I know that person. I can do it too. And that's the mindset you should have. If, two, if 200 people told you not to do something, more than likely you wouldn't do it because they've downplayed your idea. And one thing I admired about Nal was he was very secretive, very elusive, very much a deep thinker but not a loud talker and it was always better to listen hence why you've got two ears and one mouth if you've heard that saying um so that there itself is powerful because if you don't tell others what you're doing they can't shoot they can't shoot it down you wouldn't believe the influence people have with just their words and also with just the sheer fact that 
they might have a bad day, so they downplay your day. It happens so much in life. Oh, don't do that. You know, that's not going to work. This is not going to work. This is how you should do it. If you've got the formula and you believe in yourself and you know that you've got the utmost confidence, you need to do it because you will spend another year or two years being unhappy. And I did I did just that and I've never been happier since. Another person who I look at for guidance and just motivation is um, Mark. Mark owns Wingers in Milton Keynes and Crown Hill, Durham Court. Free advertising for you right now without you even knowing. And he definitely has got the best wings in Milton Keynes. I must admit, the mango and the barbecue wings, wow, absolutely beautiful. Milkshakes aren't bad when you can find the bit to actually make the milkshakes that you lost. But let's not get into that. <laughs> um, this guy is possibly my favourite visionary. One of them. One of them that I know. Because Mark would talk about so many ideas. And I think this guy talks a lot of ideas. But he's not. He's not. I haven't seen anything yet. He's not. He's not doing it. Why? And he was always up to some of him. But what he was doing behind the scenes was he was making recipes at home. He was trying to find chicken supplies. He was doing these things prior to actually opening the shop. So it's not always what you deem to be an overnight success of, oh, just opening a business. And sometimes it takes a lot of preparation. And he wanted to get it right, and he did. So he prepared and prepared and prepared, and I think that instills a lot of confidence and... That's something that I kept quite firm and close to my heart when I was in prison. I prepared and prepared, you know. I thought of so many scenarios that I'd be in, so I'd make up the situation in my mind and then I'd think of a solution because leaders, just like... I was I was listening to a podcast from... Um, I forgot his name. Mark Bartlett? Mark Bartlett? Uh, guy on Dragon's Den. Good guy. He... he he's bang on to be fair and he said leaders make solutions and I believe in what he's saying and I think he's absolutely bang on um, where that's concerned I had to make a solution for any problem that I felt I could think of in my mind and it was good because it allowed me to be confident but I also accept that if something was out of my solution zone let's just say out of my imagination that I thought I could conjure up a solution for and it wasn't something that I'm familiar with, then that's okay too. I think with Mark, I learned preparation's key. And it's like any job you go into, any idea that you have, you need to be prepared for the yeses, the nos, the questions, the criticism, and you need to roll with it. These two people have allowed me to, I'd say, on a business level, grow, and on a personal level, grow as well. It's it's going to be a difficult journey. Those are my influences. Someone else that I look up to quite firmly for other reasons in personal life is... And it's, it's just a movie that I've watched. If you watch The Godfather and you know about Michael Colleone, he was someone who was a family man, a businessman, loved his kids and would like to give give on to his future generations and help his friends and that's something I 
totally embody. I'd say my end goal is to give, to make a difference. I think having a million and having a Rolex and driving fly cars, wearing the designer clothes, traveling, I think it's all brilliant, yeah. But to give is such a bigger reward of fulfillment. So this is the first episode of, I don't even know the name for this podcast. We'll just call this Southern Cross at the moment. Uh, put that one in brackets though. Uh, by the time I think of a name, this should be uploaded. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I uh, hope that you tune in again at some point. Uh, the next podcast, I'll be talking about my friends and my network. So this was about influences. The next is about network and friends. Uh, very, very crucial uh topic very crucial subject and I'll tell you exactly what my friends do um, and if you you hear quite often that your net worth is your network or your network's your net worth either way it makes sense so we're going to get into that on the next episode but uh, God bless appreciate it thank you guys